podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Ten teams, ten reveals of liveries can mean only one thing. Pimp my F1 is coming at you. The annual tradition of the three of us giving out awards for the liveries. We know you love it. Um, and it's going to lead our podcast today. Harry Eden, Sam Sage, alongside me, Ben Hocking. Wow, guys. I mean, a bit of a mix as we usually get. I'm excited to know your opinions, really. I don't care for yours, so it's fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and that's how this podcast will work. We uh, we just don't care. So, I mean, there you go, there you go folks. If, if you, for regular listeners, if you haven't worked out, we love each other very much, but also despise each other to the nth degree. Yeah, that's done a very good job of summarising that within one sentence. Very I concise. Um, yeah, Pin My F1 is going to form the main uh, topic today. That's where we'll give out a few awards, five different awards based on the liveries, some of which they'll definitely want to win the teams, some of them maybe not so much. Um, we're going to be talking Ferrari in 2021 after their 2020 season, which you could argue wasn't their best year ever. How much can they bounce back? What's their ceiling? Um, and then we're bringing back F1 on the clock, Sam versus Harry in a game of F1 trivia. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see how that goes. It was a it was a blinding success the first time we did it. So <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. But you won't have to worry about that for another 30 minutes or so because we are going to start today with Pimp My F1. So oh, we've got I love five, it. Five categories coming your way. We've got Best Looking, Runner Up, Most Improved, Biggest Letdown, and the Dreaded Worst Livery. Who is that going to go to? We're going to leave that one to last. So we're going to start positively on this. We're going to start with Best Looking. So of the 10 teams, Sam. Which one are you plucking for here? Now, I just want a little, a little disclaimer sprinkled in like Salt Bay, but with disclaimers. They have not been out on the track. We have not seen the matriarch on TV. These things can change. Um, so if you're listening to this the week after testing and we've all gone, bloody hell, that looks lovely, doesn't it? Then this might change. But for now, we're going to go with what we're seeing on the images, the reveals, the renders, blah, 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 blah. The best looking car. This season, newcomers on the block, Aston Martin, have smashed it out of the park. It's green! It's green! We're here! We're back. The green boys. It looks lovely. I liked the neon that they were meant to have, the neon yellow that was meant to trace the car, and they've swapped it out for the pink because of BWT. I respect it. It's a good change in terms of incorporating a sponsor. It's not overpowering. I like how it works. They've kept that traditional green on there. It's a gorgeous British racing green. The helmet that Stroll seems to have as well with the wings down the side with that kind of um, almost pearlescent chromatic green on the helmet is absolutely stunning as well. The car, if they stick around for long enough, if they maybe get some success and they maintain that theme, could become an iconic Formula One livery for the years to come. I absolutely love it. For me, that is the best looking car on the grid. I guess the, the question just works around where is it going to appear on the grid? Is it going to? How far up the grid will it appear? Um, Harry, what's your opinion on this? What's your best-looking livery of 2021? 
Um, we're going to start off on a bad foot here, guys, because I have to agree with Sam. Now, <laughs> full disclaimer here for anyone listening, the, com- the car company actually pay my wages, so I'm obliged to agree, but I actually do agree. I think it's the best <laughs> one. There's a, there's a close second for me, but we'll get to that because he can be the runner-up. But um, yeah, look, I, I love the green. It could only be improved by gold wheels. Ben, shut up. Yes! Um, which yes. we didn't have, unfortunately. But yeah, look, seeing a green F1 car back on the grid, you know, we all miss Caterham. Uh, so, Jaguar. Yeah. I miss Jaguar. Uh, and we miss Jaguar too. Uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, it, it, it's a it's a it's a good looking car. Um, but yeah, I think that we've got some we've got some tasty liveries this year. So it's been a, it's been a slightly hard one to choose. There's been some bad ones too. But anyway, we'll get to that. I can't believe we've reached a stage here where oh, our opinions are so important. Pin My F1 has become so important that companies are willing to buy out members of late breaking <laughs> in order for them to appear at the top. God. Yeah, that's how that works. For- Ferrari, if you want to sponsor me next year, I am completely up for bribery. Fully okay with it happening. Now, despite numerous offers from teams up and down the grid, I am staying <laughs> impartial here. Um, and I've had enough of your agreeing, so I'm not going to go for the Aston Martin. I'm going with another team that starts with A, which, to be fair, only narrows it down to about eight teams, but we're getting there. Argos. Don't give them ideas, all right? I don't want any more A A teams. That's not allowed anymore. Um, I'm going with the Alpine. Um, I think it was a beautiful livery and I was really disappointed to lose the Renault because it was one of my favourite liveries on the grid and part of me is still a bit sad that it's no longer there because not only was it a great livery it was a very distinct livery from the rest of the grid you know there is a lot of a lot of red and blue going on um, and Alpine have contributed to both of those but I do think it is a brilliant livery I'm excited to see what you know Alonso and Ocon can do in the car I'm always a bit skeptical when it comes to new liveries you is it's a lot easier to give a new livery a better rating because it's new everyone does love a, a bit of new so um you have to kind of take it in perspective but i i really do think it is a great livery uh, and they've done a wonderful job about this um i don't know why it gives me an air of prost but um not uh, the team rather than alan prost himself he looks quite Just distinct whiff, from the whiffs car. of alan prost <laughs> yeah he's like got his aftershave <laughs> Air of Prost by Prost. <laughs> if it isn't, there's your idea, Alan. You're welcome. So, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. The Aston Martin has not taken the top prize for me. I've gone for the Alpine, but as a trio, I think we have to give the award to to Aston Martin. So they've won something already. It's a great start. Well done to the Greens. <laughs> Moving on to runner up, Sam. What have you got for this one? Well. Now, there's a reason why it's runner-up, folks. Firstly, they have contributed to the sea of blue that I am honestly despising on Formula 1 at the moment. I can't agree with Harry that we've got taste deliveries this year because it is blue, 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 blue across the board with a little bit of white and a little bit of red thrown in. And honestly, ban it. One team gets blue. Don't care what shade of blue either. One team should get blue. One team should get all white. One team should get all red. Everyone else, there's plenty of colours. Get out there and choose some. So uh, they also took away the gorgeous yellow and black livery 
That is the Renault, which was by far my favourite livery last time out. So the Alpine is second because it is the best blue slash red livery on the grid. It's very pretty. I like how shiny it is. And I'm a simple man. and I enjoy shiny things. Uh, so they've done that brilliantly. But if it was yellow, it might have won. Um, but it hasn't, and it's the runner-up, and I think that is as good as I'll ever be at the moment until they decide to mix it up, mix it in, let me begin. Um, so yeah, Alpine second, runner-up, it looks lovely, I'm sick to death of blue and white, and people saying that, oh, they're different shades, just you wait till we get on the timing screen on the left-hand side, and it's like, oh, Mercedes are turquoise, Alpine are dark blue, Alpha Tauri are a bit blue, Williams are bright blue, Haas could be white or blue. It's it's stupid. It's stupid. I don't like it. It's a different conversation for a different day. But honestly, annoying. But Alpine have made it look pretty. So that's second place. I mean, Haas could just use the red, white and blue colours as part of... Ooh, hang on. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. Oh... Yeah. I'll have a think about that. Um, so you've gone for Alpine a second. Even though you are sick to death of blue, you do concede it is a good livery on that. It's gorgeous, yeah. Harry, second place for you. Oh, disgusted, because I'm about to agree with Sam for a second oh. time in the space of 20 Woo! minutes. Just call me what? an influencer. Um, I, yeah, it's going to be the Alpine. I, I love the Alpine. Uh, and I just think it's a... It's a bloody good livery. I, I'm going to ignore the the blue grievances. I do agree with Sam on the blue thing, but he's he's made his point on that. Remind me, then, <laughs> we have to send uh, Sam his weekly dose of blue paint that he he asked for. So we'll, we'll do that. Oh. Um, yeah, no, the Alpine for me, love it. I think it look. I love the like metallicy matte finish. Boom, love that a lot. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, metallic and matte, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also Alonso's helmet this year is like retro 2006 Alonso, so it means he'll have to do the dance. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh. There you go. Yes! You're baiting him into that. You're, you knew what you were uh, doing. I knew what I was doing. Bring it on! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I, I, I love the Alpine. I think it's uh, it's... As Sam says, out of the blue cars on the grid, I think it's the best looking one. Cool. So I, you two are doing way too much agreeing for my liking. Although in Sorry. reality, my opinion isn't actually that much different to yours. I've just reversed first and second place here because I'm going for Aston Martin as second. Um, I was I was quite worried about this because my expectations were so high for a green livery returning to the grid. And I was really worried that it was just going to underperform on those lofty expectations and it hasn't done it's a really good livery um and you know the adding the pink in there as well i thought it was going to go one or two ways like it was either going to work or it was going to look hideous and they've managed to make it work no no leave leave the money don't do the transaction on here they'll they'll know about the don't (laughs) thank you I'm assuming it's the same guy that spoke to you, Harry, but... Um, <laughs> no one speaks to me. Why? I will say there is a reason that Aston Martin is not first. There is a plague amongst F1 liveries that has existed for years now, and it's known by three letters. J-C-B. The J-C-B <laughs> logo ruins any livery that it appears on. 
It did it for Williams for years, and now it's managed to migrate over to Aston Martin, and it just sticks out like some awful yellow blotch on the side of the car. I think the only livery the JCB logo could look good on is Alexander Rossi's IndyCar. Um, I, I don't think there's any other livery it would work on. So JCB marks down for that, but otherwise, good stuff. Yeah, where do, where do they can never... Um... They they're always in the yellow and black and white colours. They never like blend in with the livery, do they? Never. Anyway. It feels like pretty- every year they just come along at the last minute for whatever team they're with and be like, "You need, you need to stick our logo on the." Oh, hang on, <laughs> that'll do. It's because JCB stands for just Kang, baby, <laughs> and they do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly, most improved. What have you got for this one, Harry? Um, this is a tricky one. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I could, I think I could almost give it to one of the top two again. But for most improved, I'm going to give it to the Williams, <laughs> which, which is uh, I I like a sorry a bold statement. I, I okay, it's not my favourite livery in the world, but. Williams are kind of, since they lost Martini, and they were Martini for a long time with the same livery over and over again, which we got a bit bored of, they've kind of been like drifting along with that weird toothpaste one, then that really light blue rocket one, which is rubbish. Uh, at least this one, they haven't got any sponsors, which is kind of why they've been able to do it, I think. But this one, they've just gone, do you know what? F it, bleep it. Um, we do what we want here, lads. We're going to put blue on it. It's going to be jaggy. It's going to be a bit of yellow, a bit of white. So, yeah, I think compared to last year, love it. Love it. It's It's got its own identity now. I'm, I'm here for it. Again, not my favourite, but it's my most improved. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still disappointed that Williams ended up racing with the delivery that they did end up racing with and not the one that they released in pre-season. I thought that was a quality livery. Just looked really retro. Yeah. And we never got to see it. So, big shame. Um, most improved, Sam, what are you going for? Can, am I allowed to ha- not have a most improved? Um... <laughs> if, if you really don't think any have improved. Um, it's pretty tough. Uh, I'm probably going to say Alfa Romeo, and this is by the skin of its teeth. Um, I think out of white and red cars, which is the other plague among Formula One livery <laughs> designs, blue or white and red is a constant that only one team should be allowed to have. I don't care if it's your, your team colours. Change it if someone's already got it. Um, it does look very pretty. And Alfa Romeo does always look very pretty they what i would love them to do though that valentine's day livery that they released was exquisitely nice it was gorgeous i do like the the white and red they have it's very punchy it's very nice um but for me it's just like it's, it's just a nice car it's it's only the most improved because i have many bad things to say about many other liveries that we won't get into uh for, luckily for them um just the other contender on there was um McLaren, I suppose, because I think they've just done exactly the same thing. And I liked it, and it still looks nice. Uh, but Alfa Romeo changed a bit more, so that's why, for me, they're the most improved. But this actually was the hardest topic to pick from, for me. 
I feel like with the Alfa Romeo, uh, it, it seems as if everything that was white on the car last year is now red, and everything yes. that was red on the car last year is white. I mean, it, it's a yes. genius, and someone's making a lot of money out of a very simple change, but good stuff. Um, I am going to go with the other Alpha on this one. I'm going to go with Alpha Tauri because I think they... I didn't necessarily dislike the car last year. I thought it was a good livery. I, I wasn't quite as high on it as I think the, the consensus was. Um, but I actually think this one's an improvement, a bit more of the bit more of the blue, um, particularly on the on the front of the car. Um, I just think it's a more refined, better version of the one they had last year. Um, and this one, you know, I think the last last year's one was probably middle of the pack. This year, I've got Alpha Tauri's is probably behind the top two. So, um, yeah, well done, Alpha Tauri. You get most improved from me. I think that is a stunning car. And if Aston Martin and Alpine didn't create cars and they didn't know how to paint things, I think Alpha Tower will probably win it for me. It's interesting that for the most improved, we've actually come up with three different answers, but for the most part, in terms of at the front, we've got very similar opinions here, which means yeah. we either all have an eye for detail and design or none of us do. Probably definitely the latter. Yeah. I was going to say definitely the latter. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> take, this is, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Category four or five is biggest letdown. What have you got for this one, Sam? Um, so this one for me is torn between three cars. And these three cars are the usual top three that we will find in a season. It is between Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull. Now, I'll give different reasons for each one. Ferrari have put a green stamp on their car. Um, I don't know why. Uh, we're not sponsoring them as much as I'd love to think we are. It does look like the LB green, and I very much like the LB green. I don't love it around red. Uh, but what I do love about the Ferrari is that, that burgundy into lighter red fade. For me, very pretty. Um, the Red Bull is in the biggest letdown because I just thought they might, for once, do something a little bit different. But their brand is so on brand that they is literally the same car. But they've got a watermelon flavour now in terms of their energy drinks. So I thought they might go pure yellow. Now Renault isn't available and almost invert the colours a bit. And I quite like that. But no, it's so boring. I'm so tired of it, Red Bull. And Mercedes are there because um, AMG. So I think I'm going to have to give the biggest letdown to Mercedes because... The AMG on the front, with just the all black surround, looks gorgeous. It's really cool. AMG is a great part of the Mercedes family. They make their sports cars. It's, a, it's great. The back part, where the number is, it just looks like someone got a bit happy with the copy and paste tool. And it doesn't blend very well. And I love the stars. I absolutely love the stars that they had last year. I love the little red star for Nikki. I know that's behind where the driver is now racing. That's not on show. We're not going to see that a lot of the time at all. And I really like that they paid that kind of honour to, to Nicky and they're not doing that anymore in terms of really what's clear in the public eye so um, for me the Mercedes is the, the biggest letdown of the year and it was pretty much my favourite livery other than the Renault last year What are you going for on this one Harry? Biggest letdown um, Yeah I've got a couple here I think Mercedes is there and I you know, agree with the reasons Sam said love the black livery last year and I think even you know even if they had gone back to full silver, I don't think it would have been mad. I think I would have been happy with that. Um, 
but this is kind of both, and it doesn't work. I don't like the AMG stuff either. It's just too in your face. Um, but you know, it's still a pretty good looking car, and you know, when it's you know, lapped the entire field after the first race and it's crossed the line, it'll still probably look quite good. Um, so my biggest letdown I'm going to go for is is uh, Moscow F1 because <laughs> you we've moaned at you for years now to stop being grey. You did it one year because you got a sponsor who was run by Plonker and that went badly. So then you had to go back to grey again and you've got all this opportunity to be the big American racing team. And I know there are so many circumstances involved here, but still, you could have been so American with your livery and instead you've got a Russian flag on your car and I don't care what anyone says, it's a goddamn Russian flag bin absolute bin so it, it's it's just a letdown because again for Haas it could have been so much more this was a time new drivers would ignore the, who they are uh, but you know new drivers new investment they could have done something cool and they've not so sorry sorry Gunther love you Gunther but no I'm not rushing to disagree with you ah, nice Oi. Oi. oh lord um before I go on to my biggest letdown, I like the Haas. Oh, you can get the bin as well then, Ben. <sighs> yeah. Not, not necessarily what it stands for and what it basically is trying to be, but from a pure livery perspective, I, I think it's quite nice. I think it's quite simple. Uh, obviously, the lack of sponsors is a reason it's so simple. You're simple. Because say, if Ben was a livery, it'd be the Haas. <laughs> this is probably true. <laughs> White boy? <laughs> Damn, you got me with that. Um, and to think I was going to agree with you, Sam. I, actually, I will still agree with you. I'm going to go with Mercedes here as well. Um, Mercedes is the one and only livery on the grid this year where if they did a carbon copy of what they had in 2020, I would not have been disappointed whatsoever because the car is still fresh and the design was so radically different last year that if they did it for a second year, it's still, it's not as like the Red Bull where they've been doing it year on year on year. Um, so I would have been perfectly fine with exactly the same thing. And I'm really glad that they actually did stick with the sort of black baseline for the car. Um, it, yeah, that AMG stuff, it ruins it. It, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, you get rid of that. I think this is a great livery again. Um, so I'm a bit let down that I think they've gone backwards on where they were last year. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, just while we're going through these folks, let us know your thoughts, of course, in the comments on YouTube. If you're listening there, if you're on the podcast, go over to at L breaking on Twitter. Tell us your top 10. Well, maybe we'll do a tweet after this and you can reply to it if you fancy or not. Tweet. Maybe I'll forget. <laughs> tweet and comment your support for my view on the Haas livery, please. Um, nope. <laughs> they're flooding in already. Um, Worst livery, the creme de la creme, the one that they all don't want to win. What are you going for, Sam? Worst livery 2021. Oh, I had so much hope. I had so much hope that the rumours look good. The sponsorship, low minor, seemed promising. The team outfit, the team wear look really good too. And then you deliver a livery that looks like I created it as the base template on the F1 game and I hadn't unlocked any other livery styles. It's like it's been done on a mobile phone by a child who knows how to hit the fill button. Williams have not had a good livery for at least a decade now. I'm sorry, I know it's a bold shout, 
Everyone loves that martini thing. I thought it was so boring. Um, and this is just an evolution of ugly rubbish. And it is rubbish. It is so rubbish. It's white and blue again, but it is such an ugly shade of blue for a start. And then they've gone, oh, shall we put a line of orange on it? Why? Why? Why bother? Why? So, no. Ugly. Don't like it. It's rubbish. And it's rubbish. So it's rubbish. Not a fan of the Williams <laughs> at all. Um, well, we know, Harry, you're not going to pick the Williams based on your previous comments about them. But who are you going to pick? Um, I mean, just to stand up for Williams here, I, I agree it's not the best uh, livery on the grid at, by, by a long shot. But um, blue and white were their colours and everyone's kind of come along and nicked it off them. And I feel for Williams. <laughs> they, were, right. they were here first. <laughs> I'm starting a petition. No blue and white on the grid for one season. Just one, please. Change it up. There's enough colours in the world that you don't need blue and white together. Okay, you you heard Sam, everyone. Um, if for me, I the worst livery for me, and I can't, it's, I can't believe I'm saying it because I love this team, but it, it's the Ferrari. I, I just... Comic there's Science so much. Yeah, there's so much going on on that car. There's, there's, as Sam says, Comic Sans number, which I, I think is the heritage numbers they had last year for the thousandth GP. But it looks naff without the heritage livery. Um, the grading from the red to the burgundy, and I like, lo- I like the burgundy a lot. But if you're going to do what, do one or the other, like don't do the weird grading thing at the back, which people love grading this year. Mercedes done it too. But um, yeah, no, don't like that. Uh, and then, and then the big old green screen logo on the on the on the hood. What's what's going on, boys? Um, <laughs> horrendous, like just the worst. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the past few years Ferrari liveries have been spectacular anyway, and they've made it worse. So I, that's that's a, that's a good. That's a, quite an achievement. So yeah, I, I'm sad about that. I wish they'd. <laughs> You know, I always find it hard to say that a Ferrari looks bad because it's it's red, it's Ferrari, it just normally does. But this year, ugh. <laughs> Can we just ask, who in the art team went red and green without white in the middle definitely go well together? Those are colours that have worked on every combination that have ever been used in the history. Oh, wait, no one uses them apart from Ural Carli or whatever they're called. And they didn't even put it on the house. It doesn't work. Well, I mean, yeah, they had the. Even if they did go for the green, they they could have they could have put some white with it, and you boom, you got yourself an Italian flag. We like that. You did Ferrari. Yeah. Anyway, right. Ferrari is given the worst livery by Harry Eid. Um, so, I mean, we're recording this now. Uh, quarter to eight or so British time. So the Ferrari was released, I don't know, was it about six hours ago? Something like that. It was the last of the 10 liveries to go out. As you may or may not know, when we do a recording, whether that be a podcast or a video, I do a little bit of prep. I'll write down some notes and I'll generally do that on the morning of or even the evening before. So I did the same thing before the Ferrari was released. Now, naturally, because it hadn't been released, I couldn't really give out the awards at that moment in time. I couldn't give out Best Livery because I hadn't seen the Ferrari yet. Apart from one, 
I gave Williams the worst livery before the Ferrari was released because I was that confident that the one thing Ferrari does not <laughs> screw up is liveries. And they have proven yet again, never believe in Ferrari because they will let you down in every single department. <laughs> it's so animated. They found a way to be bad at liveries. You can screw up pit stops and strategies all you want, Ferrari, uh, and you do a lot. But liveries is the one thing you get right year on year. And for the record, it is a great livery until you put a massive green splodge all over it. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, leave Shrek saliva alone. What are you doing? Get out of my swamp. (laughs) Get out of my Ferrari livery. It's one thing I bank on year on year being all right. Even the worst Ferrari liveries are good. Oh, honestly, just when you thought Ferrari can't find more ways to let you down, they find a new way. Well done, Ferrari. You've won worst livery. Oh, wow. I can't believe Ferrari are the biggest voted worst livery. I mean, I'm kind of hoping it goes on track and I go, that green, you know, looks pretty good. I know a lot of people are saying as well because of uh, the the mission win now stuff and how it might not actually even appear on the car when we go racing. Um, I think people pointed out that actually last year it didn't appear on the livery once, so we might not even have to endure it, but we can only review what we see. Um, also, I mean, Ferrari, if you're playing around with colours, fancy doing a yellow one because, why it's yellow and yellow race cars look amazing and two you do like yellow it's on your badge more so than red actually so if you could give that a go i'm all for it i mean i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion but ferrari should always be red no it shouldn't i i would not be against i know sam would be against this because of what the color is but i I would not be (laughs) the white and blue livery That's a fair point, Ben. Admire its beauty. (laughs) You're a sad little man, Jane. Don't don't care. It's a beautiful livery. Anyway, that's all of our awards given out. That's Pimp My F1 2021 done and dusted. All right, moving on uh, to Ferrari and their 2020 season. Their worst year in terms of championship position since 1980. So naturally, they'll be hoping to bounce back at least somewhat um, in 2021 before the change of regulations in 2022. So, um, Sam, what do you think is the maximum they could achieve this year? Uh, Well, they could win a race. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They could win the Battle of the Midfield and be third or fourth. I generally think that... um, aiming to get themselves back to kind of, and not close to Rebel and Mercedes, but third, and beating the rest around them is probably where they need to be looking. Going into this new era, of course, we're getting the engine freeze, the budget caps coming in, we're having the change of aerodynamics and how the cars are made. And I think Ferrari, notoriously, have struggled where new eras have come in. Um, Probably the only time they've really picked it up was when old Shimi decided to descend upon the, uh, the Italian legends. And look what was born history um other than that they've not exactly been too prolific in the last 40 years of racing 
Um, and I think they need to kind of start picking themselves up, be consistent, and maybe look at what Haas are doing. And that is just kind of forgetting this year and focusing on that new era because they are behind. They are struggling. Um, so I think that realistically, with the lineup that they've got, which is incredibly talented, it's really eager, massively ambitious. And I think Leclerc and Science can deliver consistent good results if they've got the car to do so. Um, Ferrari, if they were to get third or fourth, I think they've had a successful season, considering where they were last year. Harry, what do you reckon on this um, sixth place last year? So what's the maximum they can achieve this year? Yeah, I I think I'm in agreement with Sam. I think if they can almost return to the status quo of the top three um, for this year, uh, I think that'll be... That'll be a good year for them. I don't think they're going to return to winning winning ways necessarily, but the, I, I would imagine that car's going to be it's going to be quicker. I mean, dear God, if it's not quicker, they're in a world of pain. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think third. I don't know whether it's, I think it'll be tough because uh, we saw the, how tight it was that battle for third last year with you know, McLaren uh, racing point now Aston Martin. Renault and Alpine um, all vying for that third place. Um, they're going to have their work cut out of Ferrari. So, yeah, I think it's definitely achievable, but uh, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a difficult one for them. I think a lot of godly Claire is going to have to happen if they want third. The Messiah. <laughs> what a man. What a man. Sorry, not a man, a god. Um, yeah, I think this this is largely going to be down to... I think there's a few factors in here, really, that's going to determine what their season looks like. And I uh, would agree with you both that I think the the maximum they could achieve is third place. And I think it is plausible. You know, Given the money that they invest in Formula One, there really isn't any reason for them to be outside of, I would say, the top two, but definitely not the top three. Um, if you think about the likes of of Aston Martin and, and, and Alpine, who they'll be racing, you know, that they're spending twice, three times as much as these guys. And you, really, at that point, you only need to be less than three times more inefficient, which really isn't asking that much. But when it comes to Ferrari, they still find a way. Um, we do have to remember that t- their 2020 season, whilst it was bad and it was dreadful by their standards, it still wasn't dreadful by normal standards. Um, you know, they still score podiums. They still did score points. They got sixth place. Um, so it wasn't an all-out disaster. So they have some sort of starting point here. You know, Leclerc's got another year of experience under his belt. That's going to help. Carlos Sainz, that's probably another big factor as to how well they'll do. We know that, uh, you know, Leclerc was able to fit like a glove, really, when he came into Ferrari. He hit it almost from the off. Remember, he had pole position at his second race in a Ferrari. Can Sainz, I'm not saying Sainz can do the same thing as that, but can Sainz get adjusted pretty quickly? That's going to be a big factor. But considering how much they were down last year, the the most important factor is the power unit. We can't go outside of that. Um, I think they were about 60, 70 brake horsepower down last year compared to some of their rivals. And naturally, if you are that much slower in terms of your, your power unit, you're going to you're going to struggle. It makes sense. So I think it depends how much of that they recover. If they recover all of it, brilliant. They should be in a position to be third again. Um, you know, if they recover half of it, maybe that's enough. Who knows? Um, but I've stated I've stated this quite a few times for Ferrari, um, and the message doesn't change here. The power unit is their number one issue that they need to solve. But if they think that is their only issue, they are never going to win again because. 
it is a long way from being the only thing that's wrong with that team. And it's a really easy thing to do. Case in point, McLaren a few years ago, they pinned all of their struggles on the Honda engine. And it was a foolish thing to do because as soon as Honda went out the door and as soon as Honda started improving, it proved that, yes, it wasn't a very good power unit, but there were many struggles with the team outside of that. And Ferrari are in the same position. We've seen already that not only a good power unit can't give them the title, we've we've seen them have an extraordinary power unit that was definitely within the confines of the legal system within F1. And that wasn't enough for them to win. So, you know... There are other problems, mainly to do with the structure and strategy of the team that they need to focus on as well. I think third place is plausible, but, you know, Aston Martin, Alpine, McLaren, they'll all have reason to be confident. All right, let's move on. The wait can't be any more, Sam. Oh, buzzing. It's your favourite. It is F1, TikTok on the clock. Sing that, Kingo! <laughs> Step one on the clock. Okay, here we go. So we played this one a couple of weeks back. Um, So Harry and Sam will each have one minute on the clock to answer as many questions as they can. I've actually changed up the format slightly. So you'll have a maximum of 10 questions um, until you run out. Um, Just a word of advice, Sam, based on last time, you are allowed to pass at any time. (laughs) You don't have to stay on the same question for 55 seconds. Um, You can tell I wouldn't be good on an actual game show. (laughs) <laughs> we've we've gone 40 minutes over the runtime, Sam. Are you going to give us an answer? Uh, uh, Sam, we need to go to an ad break. Um, uh, oh, it's not Perez. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so you will each get one minute on the clock. Ten questions maximum. Um, whoever gets the most wins. Pretty straightforward. So um, who wants to go first on this one? Um, Harry wants to go first. <laughs> Yes, I Harry, do. Harry's going to so. go first. Well, yes. <laughs> now, you did very well at this last time, Harry. I've got to say, I was impressed. You managed to get all of the questions that you answered right. So you've got a lot of pressure to do the same again here. Um, do you want set A or set B? I'll go for set A, please. Set A. Kamara. Um, you had set you had set B last time, so theoretically you're not you're not going to do as well. We'll see. Oh, no. Are you ready? Yes. All right, one minute on the clock. Three, two, one. Who did Sebastian Vettel call a cucumber in 2012? (laughs) The rain cart (laughs) Correct. In which season did Rubens Barrichello retire from F1? Ooh, uh, 2011? Correct. Who filled in for Michael Schumacher in 1999 after he broke his leg? Um, um, Mika Salo. Correct. Who finished third in the 2015 F1 season? Oh my lord. Femi Vett. Correct. How many championships did Bruce McLaren win? <laughs> oh god. Um, oh my god. Pick a number. Pick a number. One? Uh, none. He didn't win any. Um, oh, damn it. The Nürburgring, the Nürburgring hosted two Grand Prix under what name in 1997 and 
uh, the Luxembourg GP. Correct, and last one, time is just gone. Which team did Damon Hill last race for? Um, Eddie Jordan, Jordan F1. Big Jordan, of course. Um, So, very well done. Uh, You managed to get through seven questions. You didn't get the Bruce McLaren one right, so you got six correct. Do you want to hear something really fun? You'd have got all of them. (laughs) I'd have got one. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the one Harry didn't get? (laughs) No, no, because I said one as well on that one. It was the cucumber question. Of course, (laughs) the rain. Oh, no, right. All right. That leaves you a set B, Sam. And Let's get more than one. Come on. I know you can do it. All right. One minute on the clock, starting in three, two, one. Where was the European Grand Prix held in 1993? Um, I'm going to say it was held in Great Britain. It was, Donington Park. Uh, yes. Where did Max Verstappen claim his second Grand Prix win? Um, Brazil. It was Malaysia. Who was Ayrton Senna's uh, teammate at McLaren in 1990, 91 and 92? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, pass. Gerhard Berger. In which oh, year did John Eric Verne debut in F1? Oh, 2006. 2012. Uh, close. <laughs> it was close. At which track would you find the Adelaide hairpin? Oh, Melbourne. Uh, it's Magni Cool. Um, which, Brit- <laughs> which British driver raced for Supra Guri? Oh, Anthony Davidson. Correct. And yes! last one. Last one. You've got your two. Can you get three? <laughs> which team did Red Bull buy in order to enter F1? Oh... Poo bags. I'm uh, afraid that's that's not that's, that's not, not correct. Oh, I don't know. A spiker. It's not spiker. You, you uh, said it earlier. Jaguar. Jaguar. Oh, Jaggers. But Jagger. Big, big Jag. Hey, look, I've doubled my score. Next yeah. week, we'll go for one more. Exactly. We're building this up. Um, you, yeah, two, which means Harry is the winner. So, well done, Harry. Can we do a child-friendly version for me and other people who struggle against clocks? Yes. No worries. Get in. F1, not on the clock. <laughs> F1, but for children. That would be like a four-hour podcast, so maybe uh, maybe at another point. <laughs> anyway, play the jingle. Tick-tock, tick F1 on the clock. That's a All bop, right. that is. That is a bop. That's going to do it for this episode. Um, we are well on the way to F1 returning. Um, F1 is coming back for testing this weekend. We've got Drive to Survive coming up. We've got our predictions that are on their way in terms of Drivers' Championship and Constructors' Championship. We've got a lot coming. Sam, if you wouldn't mind for now, getting us out of here. Folks, I'm sure you did better than me on set A and on set B. If you got more than three, do let us know. That was my score combined on both sets. It was great, wasn't it? Still less than Harry's. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a fun one. Let us know your favourite liveries, of course, from before. Can Ferrari do well this season? Can they get better than sixth place? Can they beat McLaren, Aston Martin and Alpine? 
there's a lot of cars in there that are quite good. So let us know what you think. Um, testing coming up and drive slow, as Ben said. We're going to be chatting about all of those things, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, thank you very much for your support and going into the new season. We hope we can carry on building on that. In the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage. I've been Ben Hawking. I've been Gerhard Berger. And remember, keep breaking late. Sports Social Podcast Network.